0: Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, dear listeners. Just how bad can it get? How much more terror because of all the hurricanes, fires, and floods? What disasters are waiting to swallow lives, ruin neighborhoods, devastate vineyards, leaving a trail of death and destruction? And these are only a portion, a sampling of sorts of the ills that threaten and face us in the world today. There are the daily tremors on the political scene. I think of seemingly deranged dictators, such as North Korea's leader who threatens to unleash a nuclear holocaust, doing so on his perceived enemies, South Korea and its big brother, the USA. And I haven't even begun to mention the numerous social upheavals, the tragedies that are escalating the world over, violence behind closed doors, as well as in the streets, suicides in epidemic proportions. It appears that no amount of crisis management and the availability of grief counselors are able to stem the tide of what can only be described as the pure evil of our days. And we would not be faulted if we cried out in despair, Where then is joy? Where is peace to be found? Where true tranquility in this broken world, seething with what seems to be uncontrollable misery? To be sure, there are those who advocate what to them is a sure antidote to all the forces that threaten one's equilibrium, the violence and the breakdown of what used to be thought of as man's lasting institutions. Says one, Make regular trips to the nearest casino and live it up a little. Another advocates, join me in my bomb-proof shelter underground and under three or four meters of concrete. It's well stocked with food and medicine and you can leave your weapons at the door while together we ride out the storm. But neither unbridled frivolity, however, nor seemingly secure protection against atomic bombs or earthquakes can hide the fact that we live in a broken world, a broken world in which nightmares abound. The ever-increasing number of suicides, even amongst young people, are but one indication of distress that is current. And yet the Bible, which is God's unshakable truth, does not tire of speaking about joy for today and tomorrow. It's mentioned close to 100 times throughout its 66 books. And now it is important to realize that joy is not the same as happiness. Something or someone may seem to provide an enduring source of happiness, yet happiness and joy are not synonymous. In our culture, the word happy has been sentimentalized and trivialized. Smile and be happy, says the clown-faced man on the magazine cover. Charles M. Schultz in the comic strip Peanuts said, Happiness is a warm puppy, seeing it as a kind of sentimental warm and fuzzy stuffed thing you might have at your side in a storm. The New Testament word for being happy, however, is blessed. And biblical blessedness speaks not only of happiness, but even deep-seated peace, comfort, stability, and great joy. True, Christian and biblical joy covers a very wide range of human experience. There is joy at the birth of children. That's Psalm 113, verse 9 the gathering of the harvest, as well as in military victories. There is a special spiritual joy in one's heart when contemplating salvation and the blessing of eternal life. And then, too, there is the joy of angels at an unbeliever's conversion. Read about that in Luke 10. And there's a shepherd rejoicing at finding his lost sheep not that the bible dismisses grief and pain as if these things were but illusions the psalmist who wrote so many songs of joy also wrote of suffering and pain and grief listen to the psalmist david in psalm 13 how long must i wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart yet It was not a mystery to David as to why he found himself in deep sorrow and dismay. For here's what he said in Psalm 31, verses 9 and 10. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and by groaning. Then he said, my strength fails because of my guilt. Sin, rebellion, human disobedience has caused a lot of sadness throughout the generations. We need to be reminded even often lest we forget that it was our first parents and we in them who disobeyed the clear commands and direction of God. As a result, God cursed the ground and the relationship between God and humankind as well as that between brothers and sisters, neighbors, nations the world over, was utterly ruined. Yet King David could still sing, The Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. How was and how is that possible? Well, it was and is because David knew, as Paul the Apostle knew, that God heard his cry for mercy. He trusted and he confessed that the Lord was the strength of his people, not only. No, David said, he is my strength and my shield. I pray that you too can say, the Lord is my strength. He is my precious God and I am inseparable from him. I trust that in the midst of these storms that threaten me, he will carry me and see me through. You know something? He will and he does do more. He saves you. He truly saves you and me and all who believe in him. And that doesn't only mean that there is a bright and welcoming light at the end of some dark tunnel. True, there is such a light. For those who are true Christians, for the best is still to come. And when at the end of one's life, Christ Jesus welcomes you into his eternal home, that truly is joy. There's that universal light when Jesus returns, and having judged this world, he makes all things sparkling new. But there's more. There is joy, great joy, today. No, it's not some momentary, superficial, warm, fuzzy in which you wave your pom-poms and shout slogans whenever your favorite team scores the winning touchdown. True Christian joy is a whole lot deeper than that. It's that inner heartfelt joy in which you rejoice in knowing, really knowing, Jesus Christ. The Christ who directed his followers to remain in his love, obeying his commands. And this in order that Jesus' love might remain in them and that their joy might be complete, lacking nothing. For you see, dear listeners, your joy and mine and our attempts to find it will be futile if we don't have our lives anchored, as it were, in Christ. We'll only be searching but never finding unless we follow the direction of the Holy Spirit by his word. We can't make ourselves joyful in our own power. It's as Paul writes very clearly in Galatians 5, where we find joy as one of the fruits of the Spirit. There's actually a whole cluster of those amazing fruits that are mentioned in that passage. It begins with love that genuine, selfless, and generous love and surrender to Jesus Christ, that wholesome Christian lifestyle in which you want and do the best for your neighbor. Joy is rooted in God's own love. That's why the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength, or my strength. In that strength, Job... That man who lost his whole household, his goods, his family, and his health was able to say, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. To be sure, the Lord God may allow fires and floods and wars to ravage the earth. He does allow tragedies to confront people with challenges. Yet all the while he is directing this world to that day, when there will be no more pain or suffering and tears and disappointments. But in order to reach that shore, where joy and gladness will be found in abundance, we need to go through the surf, as it were. But not alone. No, not alone. For he who suffered the most extreme terror and agony on Calvary's cross has promised never, never to forsake his own. And therefore, dear listeners, rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let others know of this joy which eclipses mere happiness by far, that also your part may sing to God and not be silent. For yes, weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Amen, and thanks so much for listening in today.